episode 26 of Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. The Most High has a system of government which is a theocratic system, but the reality is that we live in a democracy depending on where you live. So let's try to make sense of what the Most High system of government is supposed to act and function like. Here on Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Exile. He, he, exile. We are exiles, <laughs> but this is Hebrews in exile. In exile. There you go. We are definitely a people who are in an exile. And by mm-hmm. the way, if uh, if you happen to be a listener and a follower of this podcast and you have questions and concerns about some of the things that we're talking about, on this pad- podcast or want knowledge uh, relative to scriptorial uh, input from the Torah and the uh, writings of the Most High, uh, please contact us, uh, email us at ftf at firsttab.org. That's ftf at f-i-r-s-t-t-a-b dot org. We'd be so happy to entertain your questions and provide answers to questions that you might have uh, concerning the circumstances in which that we, the people of the Most High, are faced with in this exile. That's good, because, I mean, it could range from anything. I mean, is is whatever you got. Yeah, whatever, it doesn't mean that it has to be some philosophical question. It can be something fundamental. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the problem that we're, we're faced with, um, there aren't very many... Um, teachers of Torah and you know my father had a proverb he said it's a poor dog who won't wag his own tail we're not here to promote ourselves at all we're here to lift up the name of the most high Yahweh and to help his people to come to an understanding of who they are and why the circumstances in life are the way they are. And all of that being said, mm-hmm. you know, I started, we started out trying not to be preachy on the podcast. And it's very difficult to get into scriptorial narrative and not, you that, know, that's, that's it, fervor. It, 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 that's fervor. It, yeah, it just, it just, it just raises up. Yeah. And, and there, and there you are. Because, the word of the Most High is so exciting, and the historical understandings that we are that we are gravitating to, that He's opening up to us to understand, are so mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. It's it it excites me. Yeah, you want to be able to share that information with with other people, and and your our fervor for doing that uh, should be very transparent. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's something that, that everybody yeah, yeah. that walks in this way, yeah. this truth and should know, be aware of. And the goal, I don't know if we ever spoke about the goal of this podcast. The mm. goal of this podcast is really 
to provide information to Africans in exile wherever you are in the world and you are everywhere in the world. Yeah, four corners. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. We're getting ready to study uh, the book of Job. And there's an interesting aspect within the narrative of Job, and that is that nothing happens by happen chance. And if you think, well, things are going on by happen chance, no, they aren't. Everything in the world that happens and everything that happens to an individual is already pre-known by the Most High. Mm-hmm. And it's allowed to happen based upon based upon the way we as people and individuals live our lives. Mm-hmm. Things in your life can be good or bad dependent upon what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you do things that are wicked and you do things that are bad, then the outcome's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. If you do things that are good and things that are going to be beneficial to mankind, then the outcome is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so with that being said, our goal is to help our people understand the narrative of history. And you've heard us say this over and over and over again in the podcast. Uh, I'm no longer looking at Bereshit, which is Genesis, to Second Chronicles as a spiritual document, although it is. Oh, uh, because yeah. Because it's the dictate of the Holy Spirit, of mm-hmm. the most absolute one who is a spirit, uh, into the lives of mankind to, arcu- to articulate um, how things function and go on. But it is also foremost a history book. Absolutely. It's yes, it's, absolutely. It's history, mm-hmm. and the history that's there is actual history. It's not a. It's not fiction. It's not a story that's told in fiction. It's a. It's information about our ancestors. And if we never connect to our ancestors, then you know we're 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 just we're we're a people without roots. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't do that with your own immediate family and history that you have. You wouldn't pick and choose what you what you feel as though is good out of that lineage and just just use that. It the truths are what they are, good, bad, or indifferent. Good, bad, or indifferent. And and we have a narrative that takes us from and and a very good narrative written by a person who is intimately familiar with the mandates and dictates of the Most High because it, it speaks in Scripture how Moshe sat with the Most High and spoke with him. So you're getting a first-hand account, not second-hand, not third-hand, of the, the narrative of the world and the creation of humankind. And through that, through the lineage of humankind, you come to the children of Israel, uh, upon which we also learn about our lineage at of how we've fallen down as a, as a, as a people. But to your point, which is, it's a history book that again, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, tells you about you. 
and tells you your owner's manual on how to live life and how when we matriculate into the kingdom, how we get away from this democratic way of thinking that we are right now into a theocracy and how we're supposed to function in that kingdom. So it takes you literally from the whole entire inception of the world to the, where we're going and how we're going to function in it. Right. And, 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 and with, that, with that being said, if we as a people in this exile don't recognize that we are a nation, we are a nation in exile out of our land. Mm-hmm. Our land and our nation is a theocracy. Mm-hmm. And it's ruled by a king. And the king... The king says that he is the king in Isaiah chapter 44 or 45. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm your king, I'm your savior, Mm -hmm. I'm your redeemer, and beside me there is no other, there is no other God. So the most high is the king over the nation of Israel, but he has us in this exile because from the words of the writer of lamentations, which happens to be Jeremiah or Jeremiah, he makes a statement that's very prominent for uh, today's thinking. As a matter of fact, the whole book of Lamentation is very, <laughs> is very current event prophecy or writings that just that that explain the nature of why things are the way they are. You and I have always talked about Devarim, which is Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 68. That's that's the platform. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the narrative that strikes the prophetic issues that define where we are. But then in the book of Leviticus, chapter 26, uh, the Most High lays out a whole verbiage concerning um, the things that he would do to Israel if they loathed (coughs) his mitzvot Mm -hmm. and if they loathed him and disrespected him he lays out a whole list of things that would befall them Mm. so as I'm I'm trying I'm trying I'm going to get somewhere in a minute when I think about the Most High, I think about growing up in in my in my house with my with my parents. My mother was the was the authoritarian person in the house. She was the one that that meted out all the punishment. <laughs> and but her punishments never came without warning. Right. Right, exactly. Never never came without warning. And the thing about the Most High, the Most High finds no joy right. in exacting punishment for the sake of exacting punishment. Right, right. When the Most High exacts punishment and, and all the things that you and I have written in Scripture, it's not about inflicting pain. The bottom line is about love, because my mother used to tell me, she said, hey, I'm doing this because I love you. Right. And, I, and, and, and as a child, I couldn't understand how love worked like that. Right, right. 
And I think that many people in exile don't understand the, the father's degree of love that he has for this nation that he calls his. Mm-hmm. When Israel was a child, he says, I loved him. Mm. And not only does he uses he uses the fact that that verbiage to help us understand that he still loves Israel, mm-hmm. and his goal his goal in the end of days is to bring Israel from all the places that he has dispersed them. If you read scripture, he tells you this: bring them back to their glory days. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know what? I want to actually interject here for a quick second. You know, because when I read scripture, the Most High, unlike a human being, is is very exact. Now, meaning, like the example that you gave about your mother, you know, she was authoritarian. She exact. She issued the punishment. The Most High, you know, is very exact. But unlike humans, he will go ahead and 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 stay the course because you and I, we both have kids and we give kids chances. Yeah. If you do this yeah, and they do it. Now I told you, now I told you, yeah, I told you now you could say one could argue. Yes. The most high does have grace for us. Yeah. But when the most high says, when you get into the land and you screw up, it's not going to be you screwed up and I'm going to give you another chance. No, you screwed up. It's time to get out. Time to get out, particularly, <laughs> particularly when your mess ups are over and over and over again. again yeah, you and all you have to do yeah. is read the book of Judges, which I call the roller coaster book, mm-hmm. to see how Israel messes up and messes up and messes up until he says, "I'm left with no other remedy." Right. There's a text in. There's a text. I think I know it is. It's in. It's in First uh, or Second Chronicles. He says to them. He says, "You have left me with no other remedy." Mm-hmm. That being that, what I said I was going to do in Leviticus, mm-hmm. what I said I was going to do through the prophets. Now your disobedience towards me and your relationship that you're showing to me, you have left me with no other remedy that what I said I was going to do, now I have to do Now I have to exact it. Yeah, we've become a people that literally uh, is the paragon of resplendence when it comes to a a culture of people. If you don't know your history, then you're doomed to repeat it. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing ever since. And this is the most diabolical part of it is because other nations have come in and systematically made you forget. Yes. And to the point where they can put your own history in front of you and you won't even recognize it. That that's the travesty of it. At least Israel in the past, they could say, okay, well, this is our history and we've gone astray and they've turned around and after X amount of centuries they've they come back. But we've we've gotten to the point here as exiled Hebrews throughout the world and whether or not you're in the UK or if you're in the United States or in you're in Brazil or wherever you've you've been brought to from out of the land you don't know your history so and, you're gonna repeat it yeah and 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 the issue is is that the um, the the matter the matter of of dispersion is is so great. 
that you know while we're while we're talking to um, African American Hebrews here in the United States, the issue is so great that you don't realize that we as a nation of Hebrew people that belong to the Father have been dispersed in the greatest numbers into Brazil, Mm -hmm. the United States, Mm -hmm. which is second. We have been dispersed into uh, Haiti, which is third, Dominican Republic, which is fourth, Mm. Uh, Mm. Colombia, which is fifth. Colombia? Yeah, Colombia. Really? Wow, I didn't know that. 4.9 million, uh, which is fifth. (gasps) France with 3.8 million, which is sixth. Uh, Seventh, Venezuela with 3.2 million, and the United Kingdom with 2.5 million, and Mexico with four with 1.4 million you educated me on that I didn't of, realize we were in Colombia of too. the number mm. of the number of the nation of Israel that's dispersed as the most high said he would do mm-hmm. into the four corners of the world but then he says Mercy. but from there but from there you will seek me and you will find me and I will bring you back but here's the dilemma the dilemma is that our people of in all those places that we've just talked, they've they've assimilated into a culture that disconnects them from their origin. So now they're now they're confused. They really don't know who they are. Just like here in America, mm-hmm. the, the, we we don't we don't know who they are who we are. But the problem. The problem resides in the fact that we keep trying to use the Bible as a storybook um, to dance the jig about and shout about and get happy about, and we're continually getting our behinds whooped. Constantly. Constantly. Nothing's changed. <laughs> right. The, the emancipa- Emancipation Proclamation didn't change anything. That's right. Independence Day didn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth didn't change anything. Yeah, it's just it's just policy that was put in place because you can prove prove it, the yeah. Emancipation Proclamation. That's two years before they yeah, found it, out. It's it's just it's just a little better, but a little better only says well the difference between between where we were. And where we are is we're not in physical chains, right? See, and yeah, go ahead. We're, we're not we're not in physical change, and we're not rendering our backs to the whip right. physically, and we're not being hung in trees physically, but psychologically mm-hmm. and politically, and all the other things that are going on still exist. Just as the father said it was going to be. Absolutely. You got a group of people that have been institutionalized based on where they live. And therefore, they've taken on the ways of where they live and the culture of where they live. And they don't, they don't have any connection. You don't know how good you had it when you were in the land. And I think that's maybe even a segue to what you have over there because... 
their the prophets lament over being back there. Well, 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 well here, 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 let me, let me, let me lay, let me lay this and then I'm going to say something. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let, me, let me lay this out. All right. Lamentations chapter five, verse seven, which is the, the laments of the prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah. He writes this particular uh, book of history. In verse number seven, he says, our ancestors sinned and no longer exist. Mm-hmm. We bear the weight of their guilt. That's prophetic. But it not only is it prophetic, it's relative to the events of today. So when you go back and you read the book of Lamentations, where he says, the yoke in verse five is on our necks and we are persecuted. We toil to exhaustion, but are given no rest. That's, mm. does, that's, that sounds like, that sounds like slavery. That sounds like past slavery, mm-hmm. but it also sounds like the immediate slavery that we're still in. Mm-hmm. The problem is, that when we read the historical context of our ancestors, we do not connect with the past Mm. because we don't know what that looked like. We don't know what that felt like. We don't know what those glory years really were. Mm. We don't know what the temple what it felt like to, yeah. to walk into this this magnificent <laughs> temple where the presence of the most high was 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 preeminent mm-hmm. we don't know what it's what it's like what it was like to have these the gold the silver and everything that we ever wanted and then all of a sudden that's gone right in the midst of you living amongst you gone see so when we read the narrative of how they're feeling and what's going on, you look and say, well, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Right. Exactly. So if you don't know anything about it, then you can't connect to the feelings of what's taking place and what's being written mm-hmm. because you're, you're distanced from it. But we're, that was it says, our ancestors sinned and no longer exist. We bear the weight of their guilt from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation to with the generation that we are in now. Mm-hmm. The severity of the anger of the Most High has has it has somewhat subsided. Mm-hmm. But if you tell me, if you tell me. That the Most High don't get angry. Oh, and if you, <laughs> yeah, if, if if the words, if the words, it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of an angry of an angry God. Is just a phrase that's a cliche. You need to go back and you need to ask your ancestors. Right. You need to ask your ancestors what it feels like when the Most High really gets angry. Right, because this is nothing compared to 
even what they're lamenting about. This exactly. is nothing. Exactly. It has it has no clue. He says he says he says uh they say, the the writer says here in in, in chapter uh, three and seven, and is talking about the Most High, what He did to the nation. He has walled me in, so I can't escape. He has weighted me down with chains. Mm. He has weighted me down with chains. Even when I cry out, pleading for help, He shuts out my prayer. So now you're asking a question. You're praying for things, and you're wondering why your prayers aren't being answered. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because the Most High has clouded himself in because you don't understand that he absolutely, beyond a reasonable doubt, hates idolatry. Absolutely. And every time you read in Scripture where the Most High talks about idolatry and other gods, you will see that the text says, and, and he flared up. Mm. He flared up. Now, Sean. Mm. Yes, sir. That's just like you and I with our spouses and our spouses come back home talking about the wonderful time they had with Johnny Joe. <laughs> well, what you, did you do with Johnny Joe? Oh, we had we had fun with Johnny. We had fun. We did this and we did that, and everything you're talking <laughs> that you're talking about doing is illicit and out of the scope of a of a of oh, a normal man, relationship. Yeah. And and you listen to your wife talk about this, or you listen to your husband talk about this, and you get I rate more than you coming unglued. You're coming unglued. <laughs> right. And then you read in scripture and you wonder how come the Most High is so angry with the nation of Israel who happens to be not only his wife, but also his son, mm -hmm. which happens to be the apple of his eye. And the apple of his eye is acting in a way that is out of the scope of anything. Look, it's like this, man. <laughs> there it is. Come on. You're right there. I've been feeding you. Mm -hmm. Where do you think all this food been coming through? Johnny Joe ain't, 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 bringing, ain't bringing no food in the house. Uh, are you going out looking looking all, all this and that, looking all first class? Who, who, who are paying for that? Listen, what it say? Lifting your skirt. Yeah. Lifting your skirt. So then, so then you wonder why it is he says, he says these things. You know, uh, he, he goes on to, to, to talk about, you know, the... Uh, the things that happen to them in this in this ex that's happening to us in this exile uh, uh, for rejection. No, I don't want that one. Uh, yeah, I was looking at that. I think you probably want to go down a little further. But I mean, e even in regards to all that, I in, mean, in, in yeah. chapter in chapter three, verse forty-three, mm -hmm. let's listen to what he says about 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 what the what the prophet says about what the Most High has done. He says, "You Yahweh have covered us with anger, pursued and slaughtered us without pity. 
you have covered yourself with a cloak so thick that no prayer can pass through. You have reduced us to rubbish and filth among the peoples. Mm. Does that not sound like slavery That's, here in this country? It most certainly does. Fits the bill to a T. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. And you can't tell me, you cannot tell me that our forefathers, our ancestors, who were who were brought out of the land and the continent of Africa to this country, you can't tell me that under the pressure of Eurocentric slavery in this country that they didn't pray. You can't tell me that they didn't cry out to the Father for help. Mm -hmm. They were being beaten. They were being hung. They were being barbecued. Their children were being fed to were being fed to alligators. Mm -hmm. Hey, you can't tell me that our people didn't cry out to the Most High. And you're probably asking the question: All right. Why didn't the Most High answer? Mm. It's right here in Lamentations. Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The history speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, okay, I guarantee you that there are mothers and fathers today in what we're going through with this, with this invoked, woke up, straight woke up racism that exists not only in America but in the world and the fear for your for your people of color you can't tell me that you're not praying and you're praying and you're asking yourself what you're you're praying in hopes that he's going to answer and hope yeah you don't know for sure but you're hoping that he's going to answer mm -hmm. and then you turn around and find out that a member in your congregation's son just got shot in the street mm. and you ask the question and you ask, why and you ask why it's because the Most High's people don't know they're His and they don't know that they have been inflicted with the idolatry of the Eurocentrics and they're not following His ways and they keep telling us that that's under the law. We don't. We don't yeah. have to do that anymore. I, well, and here's the thing: if you keep doing what you're doing and you keep getting the same results, you know, you know. You, yeah. Listen, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sports, kind of a sports addict with okay football. Baseball, NASCAR, basketball, no, <laughs> basketball, golf. Okay, those are my four. Those are my four ranges. Water okay? polo. <laughs> okay, those four. If you sit on the sofa during football season mm -hmm. and you're howling and screaming because your team keeps doing the same thing and losing, you're asking yourself a question then why don't you do something different? That's all we know. 
Or <laughs> if you if you play basketball and your team is losing, you're asking yourself, why doesn't the coach make some adjustments and do something different? Mm. If you're keeping... Oh, watch your mouth, Robert. <laughs> if we keep getting, getting bad results in this exile from the nations to which we're exiled, then why don't we do something different other than what they're doing? Why are we trying to be like them? Why are we trying to pass legislation that's going to change nothing? Yeah. Nothing's going to change unless the Most High unless he allows it. Unless he allows it to change. Mm -hmm. You get the same results. Right. So why not turn and just try crying out to the one who created you? I said the one who created you. Because mm -hmm. the one that created you is the same one who created Jesus Christ. Well, let me offer <laughs> let, let me offer this, and this is something that I've been wrestling with, um, and I'm almost kind of getting like um, like my mentor here, saying <laughs> I wish that uh, I could get in front of a group of people and say this a special kind of group of people. I'm not gonna call you out, Christians. Anyway, um, <laughs> what I've been kind of toying with is this idea of saying. To answer that question, why? Why don't we do something different? And the, and the reason why is, for me, is this. is because you live in reality. And reality says that I live in a democracy. And for those of us that live, I know that this may be a little different for the folks across the pond in the UK. But here in the United States, we live in a, in a republic, which means the people actually make the rules here we come together and we say this is what we will allow in our culture and this is we want to make this into law okay so that doesn't kind of work when you're trying to translate that over every single weekend when you're trying to talk about a theocratic system called a kingdom where you have to you don't have the ability to sit down and say you know we don't want to do this have you forgotten what you're a part of you talk about kingdom all the time but in a kingdom it's not a democracy so you don't have the ability to throw away anything if the king decrees it then it is a statute it doesn't change and because we live in the reality of a republic that says, we don't like this law. We don't like the fact that, you know, such and such is a, a protected group and we want to give them whatever. That's fine. We can go ahead and change that. You bring that same attitude over into the most high's realm and it doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. So therefore you keep getting in this endless cycle. That's why, that's why we... We are adamant about if you want to walk in a way of truth organically, you have to understand that you have to understand the beginning, which is you're dealing with two different thought patterns in that confusion called a Bible. That's what I call it. It's just confusion because you've got two conflicting ideas. You've got a theocratic idea versus a democratic idea. Everything has been given to Peter and the church and we can change things and do anything that we want to. It doesn't become about the most high in a group of people over across the street in Christianity. It becomes an issue where it's us versus when we're over here under a, mon a monotheistic 
yeah. Elohim yeah. that says, this is what I want. This is what I want. Um, this is how you're going to conduct yourself when you're in the land. This is how you're going to conduct yourself with each other yeah. and follow my statutes, yeah. period. <clears throat> so <clears throat> the issue on the table is understanding something that when we go back and we read how angry the Most High got, he got so angry with Israel that he burnt that he himself burnt the house down. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say the house, you have to know what the house is. And the house is the, is the first temple, right? The first temple, the Most High literally sent fire from him own self and consumed the house that Israel was so enamored with that mm-hmm. he, they thought would protect them, which was the temple. Mm-hmm. Which should now, be no, which should be no surprise to us because the most high has wiped and, out and and he <laughs> literally he literally fulfilled mm-hmm. every word that he said in Leviticus chapter 23 26 every word that he said that said it if you do not if you loathe me this way he says I will come again at you seven times stronger mm. I will come at you again seven times stronger. I will come at you again seven times stronger. Now, it, those seven start adding up. That's right. Like, you you children of Israel, test me and see when I do it. Because I'm not a man Lamenta- that I should lie. Lamentations. Jeremiah asked a question. Mm-hmm. What nation of people? <laughs> right, right. I know where you're going to go. What nation of people in the world do you know have been subjected to the kind of trouble and tribulation that we have been subjected to? What nation of people? What what people? What that's what, a great that's what a great nation, observation. What, yeah. what pigmentation of people in the world have been subjected to the kinds of historical tribulation that we have been subjected to. And the testimony is hmm, not to blame the Most High, but to reconcile the fact that we have sinned and we brought this on ourselves. That's right. Going back to the opening text, Mm -hmm. our ancestors. To the third and fourth generation. Our, our, our ancestors. We bear the guilt. Our ancestors did this did this to us. Our ancestors sinned, and they're no longer here. But we bear the weight of their guilt. So you want to know why? There's your reason. There's your reason. <laughs> and as long as you keep perpetuating that idolatry, it's going to keep Listen. trickling down. I'm trying to give you a simple response to a way out of this. There's there I, I heard I heard a I was listening to a radio podcast and the moderator was asking his 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 uh, people that were on with him is is there a way can this be changed? Mm-hmm. In my mind, 
I said, not under the current way that we, the people of the Most High, are going about trying to take care of the problem. Mm -hmm. Because we're trying to take care of the problem by passing laws that the European people are in disagreement with and like... Uh, um, like McConnell and everybody and, and all of that Republican side is trying to block everything that people of color are trying to do to make things better. You have a you have a you have a a legislature that is totally against you in every aspect that you can breathe mm. and think. Mm. And you're trying to pass legislation to make them make you feel better. <laughs> Yeah. And be better? Mm-hmm. No. The Most High has allowed all of this to happen because He loves you. Yeah. He'll chase you. And He has inflicted pain, anguish, and misery upon His people in exile just to get them to do one thing, to turn back to Him and cry out to him. And if you read, mm -hmm. if you read the book of Judges, you recognize you just talking about you talking about. Well, we've been in this exile for over four hundred years, right, man? <laughs> in the book of Judges, Israel went through a mess of stuff for for four or five and six and eight hundred years, years yeah. before they had had enough to the point that they cried out to the Most High and the Most High sent them a deliverer. Mm -hmm. Now listen to what I'm saying to you. If Jesus Christ is your deliverer, then why are you not delivered? Hmm. If a man has to deliver you, why are you not delivered? Historically, when the Most High heard Israel's cry from their heart, he sent them a person to deliver them out from their enemies. He delivered them mm. from their enemies who put their pants on the same way and they did, do. one leg right. at a time. Exactly. Not the devil. <laughs> right. <laughs> not the enemy and the point being that I'm trying to make today is that if what you're doing is not working I'm telling you start praying to the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob mm -hmm. and the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob <laughs> In scripture, his name is Yahweh, and in the book of Psalms, he writes, he says, I ride on the clouds and I'm known by my name, Yah. Mm. He doesn't say he's known by his name, Jesus Christ. He says, I'm known by my name, Yah. And in the book of, of, uh, of Exodus, he tells Mashe, and this shall be my name forever. Mm. What? yod heh vav -Hey, Yahweh, not Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ is not providing you an answer to your... You know, uh, uh, I watched the movie, the movie Madam... Uh, uh, Madam C.J. Walker? Yeah, no, no, not Walker. Uh, Madam... Uh, mm, 
man. Uh, bottoms. 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 Uh, uh, with, with Cedric, with Cedric Brosman. And Cedric Bozeman. And in, in that movie, Bozeman has a line in there. He says, he talks about, it. he says, you know, I was raised, he says, my father, he says, my father died. I think his father died or left. And he mm -hmm. said, there was nobody but me and my mama. Mm. He said, and I was a little boy. And he said, I saw the white men come into my house and they raped my mama. Mm. He said, and they beat my mama. Mm. And they treated mama, and I'm just praying out to the to the God that I knew, and it and he said and, and he says and you know what thing. he said what your God never answered. <laughs> wow! So don't tell me about he says. So don't tell me about your God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is in the movie. Well, the point being is we're hearing here that the Most High has clouded Himself. Mm. He has shrouded himself in a cloud that prevents the prayers to reach him because he's not hearing the prayers of the people who are idolatrous. Mm. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that some that that prayers are not being answered. Some prayers are being answered. But I'm skeptical. Mm. I'm a skeptic. And my skepticism is the fact that there is also one who desires to be like the Most High. That's right. That's right. And that one who desires to be like the Most High mimicked a whole lot of stuff that Mashe did down in the Mitzrayim until the Most High came and said, okay, now mimic this. Mm -hmm. And they had to recognize mm -hmm. that the God of Mashe was greater mm -hmm. than their magicians and anything that they could do. So I'm saying I'm skeptical about the various prayers that are being answered being answered by who? Right, because you 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 look at scripture and scripture is very specific in in Torah and in the Tanakh when it talks about you know the will of the most high and what the most high really wants. And I honestly believe I'm going to speak about my own testimony. I don't necessarily pray for, you know, personal stuff. If I pray for anything, I'm praying for the children of Israel to return because yes. that's the will of the Most High. Yes. And in doing so and in walking, and I just walk the path and the lifestyle that's outlined in Torah. And because of that, the Most High sends multiplicity of blessings my way. I don't necessarily, you know, oh, oh, you know, I need a new car, da, 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 need new tires no, and all that no, kind of stuff. That's not the will not of the most high. <laughs> not praying for stuff. Yeah, I mean, what's more important here? You getting tires on your car or deliverance of a people? We, we, we've lost touch because, again, we've been trained and institutionalized to think personally. This is about me. Yeah. This ain't about all the rest of us as long as I get in. I don't care whether or not the rest of y'all get in. It's about me. Yeah, uh, you know, the goal of this podcast is to reach Hebrew Israel in exile. That's our goal. That's what we're trying to do. And once again, if you've listened to this, to this podcast today and you have questions and you have concerns, Please email us at FTF 
at firsttab.org, FTF at firsttab.org, with your questions, your concerns, even your criticism. Uh, the goal is to help Israel, wherever she is, Hebrew Israel, wherever she is, to awaken and start crying out to the Most High. I have an ulterior motive for this. My ulterior motive is the sooner the nation of Israel awakens and cries out to the Most High, the sooner we get redeemed out of the misery that we're in. And somebody's, someone, some people, some remnant, let me be more specific, is going to have to start. Yeah. So this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews Hebrews in in Exile. Shalom. Shalom.